now, Tony, who do we have as the guest speaker for today? Today, we have Chris Kennedy from Reliant Lending. He's a local mortgage broker. Chris will be talking about the appraisal gap and what it means to your client. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. You have a really good radio voice. I, I dig that, Tony. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Um, <laughs> it is pretty I, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, first, I guess let's uh, let's get a little background uh, information on you, Chris. Uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, what's kind of your, your background here? So I uh, grew up here in Sacramento. Well, first off down in, in like the Bay Area, the Roner Park, Santa Rosa area, and then uh, moved up here when I was a kid, uh, probably eighth grade and went to El Camino High School, grew up in the Carmichael area and uh, been here ever since. Did a little, little stint in the Navy, um, lived in San Diego for a while and then came back. So that got me, got me right back to my old neighborhood. Nice, nice. Now, how did you end up in the mortgage business? Uh, <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, I was working for a friend's dad in finance at a Volvo dealership on Fulton Avenue. And, um, and uh, I met an enterprise person, um, it, somebody at Enterprise Car Rentals, and they were getting into the mortgage business and said, hey, I think you should do this. And I was like, well, let me go look at it and uh, talk with somebody. Next thing you know, I was quitting my job. <laughs> I started in the mortgage business and I was like 2001. It was at the end of 2001. Yeah. So nice. All right. Um, so at your Reliant Lending, how many, how many lenders or loan officers do you have working there? So uh, we do have a few. We have a, we have a couple of loan officers, but I'm really uh, the only person here in the office, I'm right over off of Northrop, you know, where Northrop and, and uh, Northrop and Howe, um, kind of over by the Panera Bread, we're right behind Panera Bread. Um, and so I'm the only loan officer in the office. Um, I work with, I have uh, five support staff, so um, they just support my production. Um, the other loan officers kind of don't come into the office, they work out of their house and you know, that kind of stuff. So um, we have a couple out in Roseville area and one in Elk Grove. All right, nice. Right right down the street from the SAR office. On, yes, on exactly, exactly, yes. Which if you haven't been there recently, um, we're doing a big remodel for the event center. And I was just in there yesterday and I'm blown away by it. It's, it's really cool. So once we open back up, it'll be nice to have that brand new shiny event center with all our nice. meetings. Yeah. What kind of events are you guys going to be doing there? Well, I mean, that's our space for everything. Classes we hold, our weekly, monthly meetings. Um, we also rent it out on, you know, the weekends or after hours uh, for weddings, parties, oh. anything you can, you can think of. So nice. Yeah. And so with this remodel, I'm sure we'll uh, price, change the price appropriately. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but SAR members, I'll throw this out here for people listening, SAR members get a discount when renting. So make sure you contact our events department. Uh, you can rent it for, you know, business seminar uh, or, you know, a personal, personal party or something. So You could even get open house signs to like point you right to your wedding destination. You know, like exactly. just, hey, I need to pick up a few of those, some of those arrows over there. That's where you go, you know? Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, well, you let's see. You wanted to talk uh, talk about the appraisal gap. Can you kind of give us a little more information on that and uh, kind of 
give us an intro to it and what, what that all means and what you're experiencing? For sure. So uh, it's, it's just not me experiencing this. It's every single lender, every single real estate agent uh, it, out there that is, you know, um, swinging the axes every day um, and producing that is running into the, to the appraisal gap. Um, and that, you know, there's really kind of two scenarios with the appraisal gap and what I'm going to do, I'm going to share my screen with you if that's okay. And I, I put down some notes just to kind of keep me on track because I'll get off track and start talking about random things. But what I wanted to do was uh, also um, put down, uh, let's see here. I am going to, it's kind of comes down to what does the appraisal gap mean to not only you as a real estate agent, to the to the to the lender and also to to the client you know the end the end user um, and the two scenarios I have are uh, kind of under the county loan limit and over the county loan limit and what to really watch out for um, when you're out there and you are making offers over. So really the first one is is under the county loan limit and we're going to run across that a little bit more often then we will over the county loan limit. So over the county loan limit, what that means is, is Sacramento, El Dorado, Yolo, Placer, we all have the same loan limit of 598, okay? But if you start getting out into the outskirts, um, you know, we go down to uh, Stanislaus County or other counties, you could have a much lower loan limit. So if you are showing uh, property down there or something like that, you're going to run into this even more. So we're going to start uh, right out of the gate with um, under the county loan limit. So let's say you list your property at 500000 or you're, you're making an offer on a property that's listed at 500000 And you offer five fifty dollars for that property. Now, the appraisal value comes in. Let's say it comes in at 525. Well, you're going to have an appraisal gap of $25,000 there. So let's say you're putting $100,000 down on a, um, on a uh, or 20% down on a $500,000 purchase. That means that you're going to have to come in with not only the closing costs, but you're going to have to come in with the down payment and you're going to have to come in with the appraisal gap. So that would mean that you're going to have a cash to close of $140,000. Okay. So where this gets a little tricky is, is let's say you had somebody that was approved for a all the way to their max DTI, you've really pushed them up on their debt to income ratio. Well, what happens when you offer over on a property is that their new tax base is actually based on that higher amount. So just for instance, let's just use one and a quarter. It's, it's different everywhere. It could be much higher in like Elk Grove and one of the newer home developments where you're gonna have Melarus and things like that. But let's just use one and a quarter. And let's say that you, took it and you did offer that 550,000 but you had them approved at 500 and they were bringing in the difference so it shouldn't affect anything but it does because it affects it affects the the amount of tax that they're going to pay so that will push them above 
their maximum threshold of 50% to let's say 52%. Well, I'm sorry, 51% because it's going to increase their tax base by $52 a month. So they're going to have to not only bring in that 140, but they may, may, this is a big may, have to bring in an additional $11,200 to lower their debt to income ratio back down to where it was before. So their new cash to close on somebody that was, let's say, approved at the max loan amount would be $151,000. This is a person that planned on bringing a hundred grand in in the very beginning. So just be well aware of that and make sure that they are ready to go. And, you know, the loan officer too, um, that you're working with, make sure that they know um, and are conveying to you how much money these people actually have and can do that. So uh, just be aware of it. Do you guys have any questions so far? Well, a lot of interesting, you know, information about that. When, um, what's the best way or the proper way to approach this with a with a client? I would say one hundred percent being upfront. Um, you know, just be upfront, be as transparent as possible. Um, the most of the agents I work with are super upfront, especially right now about like, hey, what this can cause them. Um, and people love that. Um, if you're upfront and you're telling, it's like, give them the worst case out of the gate and, and then bring it in even better, you know? Does that mm -hmm. kind of help? Yeah, yeah. Now, do you, do you think appraisers take this into consideration when appraising properties? Man, have you guys had uh, Lundquist on? <laughs> yeah, yet. I actually, I got an article about him talking about, um, he just posted one April 6th, an explosion of appraisal waivers has been the hugest thing. About 4.7, 47.4% uh, of Freddie Mac loans have been, have been waived uh, alone. Um, and especially with refinancing, they're, you know, waiving that. But as for putting in offers, uh, we tend to see now with the market that um, the appraisal contingency is waived um, yeah. and a lot of offers with this low inventory to kind of beat out and beat on top. Yeah. I, you know, I've been running across. So when it's in a more cookie cutter neighborhood or, or a, you know, where that, where it's in a true neighborhood and not you know, in an area, Carmichael's really kind of broken up into not, you know, bigger pieces of land and all that other kind of stuff. So I don't get a lot there, but like Elk Grove or Roseville, stuff like that. I've been getting a lot of just Freddie Mac appraisal waivers, which seems to be working out really well. Um, and it also kind of comes down to the people's credit score or how much down payment that they have as well, where you're, you're running into seeing that. So that is a big help um, when they are you know, bringing in more money, have better credit and stuff like that. For sure, um, it's always a, a, a worrisome thing to, to have to talk to them about how they got it beat out by appraisal waiver or waiving <laughs> their appraisal. And then yeah. also having to come up with that difference um, to show the best hand. Yeah, um, this, this is where it could get really tricky. Um, and I'm using a scenario 
that is based on Sacramento County because that's where we are, right? Um, and your county loan limit here is 598. So let's say uh, you're making an offer on a property that's listed at 600 um, and you offer 700 on the property. So $100,000 over. If the appraisal comes in at let's say 675, there's only an appraisal gap of 25,000. So if the people wanted to, they would bring in an additional 25,000. Let's say that they had 10,000 or 10% 10 down. So that's 67,500 that they'd be putting down. On the closing costs, let's just, I'm just using round numbers here for closing costs. We're just gonna use 10,000. But you're above the county loan limit by 9,250. So what that would mean is, not only do you have to come in with your appraisal gap, but you also have to come in with extra money down to bring it down to the county loan limit. So now you were thinking that you were only gonna come in with 67,500, but now you're coming in with 111,000. So it, it kind of starts to snowball when you get above that county loan limit as well. And let's go back to that same scenario where let's say you max the, you know, the, the loan officer, me, uh, maxes out the person at, at 50% um, debt to income ratio. Um, and their max pre-approval was for 600. Well, you're gonna increase their taxes by offering 700 on the property by $104 a month. So that's going to make their new debt-to-income ratio 53%. So to get back below that 53%, they're going to need to bring in an additional 19500 So now your new cash to close is 131000 And this is somebody that it almost doubled their cash to close. So... <laughs> And this is on a conventional loan. This is not talking yeah. about FHA because that would be a whole different ballpark as well because they have a different, you know, they're probably not going to waive the appraisal, but for conventional, when they're putting probably, you know, way more down, that's when you start getting into those, you know, <laughs> differences yes. variance and costs to close and, and yep. coming in with that appraisal gap. Yes, yes. 100% and especially like in, in other counties too, the, uh, uh, the FHA appraisal amount is actually less than, than the, con I'm sorry, appraisal, uh, that the county loan limit is actually less than the conventional county loan limit. So you also need to be careful on other counties. Um, if the loan officer you're working with in um, is in, let's say Sacramento County, and you have a buyer down in Stockton, make sure that you that they know, call them and say, hey, I'm, I'm showing them properties down in Stockton because it could be a completely different story altogether. Um, and you don't wanna be writing uh, an offer on a property that's, that's approved in, in Sacramento County down in a different county. So just be aware of that. Some <laughs> other things, um, oh, go ahead. Uh, and another thing that I think is prevalent is there's a lot of new home developments. And just because you get the purchase price and then start going in the upgrades, you might reach that limit 
if you start to go over that with all the upgrades you're adding to the new home development. So it's Correct. definitely a conversation with your lender and your clients going, hey, we're getting close to that gap. We're going to be talking numbers and how much you got to save by the close when it's built. Yeah. Um, because that loan limit is going to have some extra fun stuff on top of what you're upgrading the new home for. Exactly. Um, and, and that's a hard conversation sometimes <laughs> because yeah. you're like you can't you're gonna have to go with carpet not hot red sorry because <laughs> <laughs> you know those are things that you, we're we're starting to see you know because I've seen new home developments like the limit for that county is 550 you know and it's like okay we're at 555 yeah <laughs> the yes. upgrades you know so it's hitting some hard numbers especially with the appraisal and new home developments I've seen for sure for sure um some other big things that could really start to snowball when you start going over and all these other things is and I put it on here too is be upfront with your clients no matter what about HOA Melarus flood and fire um you know you start getting up into the foothills you start going up just past the Eldorado Hills Boulevard and next thing you know fire insurance is $250 a month uh $300 a month um and all of a sudden they're not approved anymore. Um, or they're buying an Atomus and, and uh, there is, you know, flood there. Uh, flood isn't super expensive, but it still could throw somebody out of being approved. Um, so you're looking maybe $50, $60 a month for flood. Melarus, you know, certain areas of Elk Grove, pretty pricey. Certain areas of Lincoln are pretty pricey. Um, so that could really affect um, what somebody could be approved for. And HOA. And if you got a combo of, of at least three of those, like be super, <laughs> be super up, uh, you know, upfront with that. You know, I, I've seen, um, I've seen an HOA, Melarus and flood insurance all come out to, you know, $900 a month. I mean, that's, that's almost $200,000 worth of approval amount right there. So um, it could, it could affect quite a bit, but uh, that's really kind of what I wanted to get out there about appraisal gaps and uh, that type of stuff. Definitely, you know, important information for everybody to know. Um, do you, do you know if there's any training uh, for, for lenders uh, on this uh, topic? Uh, well, I mean, they can always like, seriously, you guys could call me um, and I could go over it with you. Um, happy to do it. I've been doing it for doing some Zoom calls for different teams. Um, heck, I even been doing some Zoom calls down in the Bay Area for teams uh, that saw some stuff on uh uh, that I did on uh, LinkedIn. Um, I also, I do, I have a whiteboard video on LinkedIn about this. So if you guys want, you could just jump on my LinkedIn account and do a whiteboard video. Uh, I think I explain it all in like six minutes with no fluff. <laughs> nice. And then, so for the agents, you know, um, or anyone looking to get a little bit more information or trainings on this type of subject, because it's very prevalent right now in today's market. Um, where can we ask those questions besides LinkedIn, email, website, phone call? What's what's the best format of communication to get a hold of you and ask some questions? 
For me, reached out through LinkedIn. I do a ton, uh, ton of stuff on LinkedIn. Um, so they can always just jump on LinkedIn, uh, message me through LinkedIn. Um, it, it seems to be the absolute best because I, I'm not a Facebooker, uh, really. I do put some stuff on there. I'm not an Instagrammer, even though, Kaylee, I did make you uh, follow my food Instagram, my food pictures. Um, but uh, yes, that Insta uh, LinkedIn is absolutely the best spot. If, if for our listeners out there, if you don't know, Chris is a fantastic cook as a side note um, get, to get to learn more about Chris. Um, he does love his food and he's great at pizzas. Yeah. Uh, a little fun fact. Uh, <laughs> yeah, multiple pizza ovens in the backyard. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. And for all our listeners out there, um, you can reach him out at LinkedIn. We'll have all the information below and I'm going to transfer it to Tony. Thanks, Kaylee. And thank you, Chris, for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. If you guys ever want me to come back, I can talk about, I can talk about anything you want to talk about. So 